Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to thepetecalendarshow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Joe Biden is not in trouble because people don't know enough about how awesome the economy is. And the, you know, the water carriers in the legacy media outlets are not going to be able to gaslight everybody into thinking that the economy is doing better than it is. That, oh, no, actually, you can afford that car. Don't believe your budget. (laughs) Come on. No, it's it's the economy, to quote James Carville, right? It's the economy, stupid. And number two is immigration. These are the biggest issues cited in that New York Times poll that shows Biden losing now to Donald Trump. I have no idea if that is correct. We'll have to wait and see. You can make a prediction. And if you're right, kudos to you. I don't make the predictions anymore. There's no point to it. Because of, what, what, what's the upside? I get to say, oh, yeah, I followed the polls and I predicted correctly. Okay. Or I say, I didn't believe the polls and I got it correct. But that's just a guess. Same way if I, if I follow the polls and say Trump loses and Biden wins. I don't know. Nobody knows. That's why, that's why they play the game. So we'll find out. But immigration is another one. I got messages here, I'm gonna, I'm, and I got uh, stuff here to do about uh, immigration. There's a Greensboro facility that has been contracted to house unaccompanied minors. But what's really weird is they got the contract, but there's nobody there. It's weird. Plus also the Texas law. But we're talking about economy as well. Oh, also Nippon Steel. Going to get into that uh, story as well. First, let me get over to Jim. Hello, Jim. Welcome to the program. How are you? Hey. Hey Pete. Hey. hey Pete. Uh what did Obama back in 07, early 08, uh whose campaign was I'm sure you'll know this, was actually handing out cell phones to possible constituents? Yeah, the Obama phone. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you know, Pete, he's doing that again. And this is gonna go down in history as the actual third term, first since, I guess, FDR, with actually four terms before he died in office, uh, president, to be in, in power in D.C. for three terms. They are, I just heard, now I can't believe they've given all 15 million of these illegals this stuff, but they, they're getting a $5,000 debit card, mm-hmm. a cell phone, and a free airplane ticket, or maybe a, 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 they go on the airplanes now instead of buses. Yeah, airplanes. Yeah, there was a flight. Uh, yeah, there was a flight that just landed in Charlotte last night with three dozen. And 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 it was documented that those had a five thousand dollars debit card and a cell phone. One of them's wearing an ankle bracelet too. An well, ankle monitor. I, yep. Yeah, but this is going to go down. This is not Biden. This is Obama and his entourage that he basically had in power when he was there. Yeah, it's the. Th- this, this is going to go. This is going to go down as the third term of Obama. That, right now, he denies that, Jim. Now, come on, uh, Barack Obama says that he is not the puppet master. He's, but he has, you know, offered some advice here or there. And every, you know, all the people that populate the Biden administration came from his administration too. But it's totally not 
It's totally not, you know, under his control. Well, he he, fundam- he said, and I know you know the exact time and words of this statement, that he was going to fundamentally change this country. Yeah. And I think we're seeing it happen right now. Well, yeah, I mean, that was what he promised in 2008, fundamental transformation. Well, I've got one more comment. And by the way, just the real quick, de- yeah, go, uh, just one, one quick uh, addition on that fundamental yeah. transformation. That is not something that one does if one loves their country. Well, if, if you like your country or you like your company, you like your house or whatever, you don't seek to fundamentally change it if you like it. Yeah, but, but that, doesn't, that doesn't denude the fact that they want ultimate power. Mm-hmm. But Pete, the governor of Texas, they just passed the law. He just signed it, I think, yesterday. Yep. Uh, making it totally legal as an immigrant to be in the state of Texas. I understand it's immediately going to the Supreme Court. So maybe the Supreme Court will get involved again, kind of like they did in V versus Gore back in 2000, and maybe try to put some direction behind what's happening right now. Uh, I, I don't know, Pete, but I'm, you know, I'm really dismayed at what's going on in this country right now. I'm really dismayed about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, this like you see the video of the latest waves of people that are coming across the border. Um, it's it, it, it's it's astounding. I mean, it, there are thousands upon thousands every single day in these mass yeah. migration. Uh, and you've got the uh, the traffickers, the drug cartels. They've got this thing down to a science now. Well, I'm, I'm going to make one more. I hope it's going to be positive comment. Okay. You know, nine nine one one was kind of a wake up call for all of Americans, even uh, what political persuasion they are. I have a feeling that might be happening right now, and maybe we can clean up some of this stuff up there in D.C. Well, I will Just say, keeping my fingers crossed. Well, you and me both. I hope that, um, like this negotiation that they're doing, and I haven't done this. I haven't covered the topic on the show because it's so, like a lot of this. The negotiations over legislation and stuff they take a long time. And um, I, I'm like, let me see what you got when you finally get it done. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go track it every single day. But this, um, the border bill that they're that the Republicans are trying to use uh, to get passed with Ukrainian and Israeli funding, right? And whatever your thoughts are on the foreign aid, set that aside. If the Republicans are able to successfully drag Democrats to a border security bill, um, I think that would be a good thing. And actually, it would be a good thing for Democrats. It would. Like, they could have cover to do the right thing and do a border security bill. But... I don't know if they're actually going to be able to convince them to do it. I don't know if Ukraine funding and Israel funding is going to be enough of a of a carrot for them to go along with it. But, I mean, that would be amazing if, if Joe Biden basically was brought to the right policy, kicking and screaming, uh, only because he wanted so much to give foreign aid, <laughs> you know? You, I'm, I'm sure you mean Obama-Biden, don't you? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Biden. All right. That's <laughs> That's fair yeah. enough. Because that's, that, that's who's running the country. Yeah. No, I got you. Jim, good to hear from you, man. You bet. All right, take care. Um, no, I've said the same thing. This is It's Obama's third term. He's Biden is surrounded by all of the same people. Right? These uh, these advisors, Ron Klain and such, like all of the same people. They're all retreads. They go into higher uh, education, quote-unquote. They go into the colleges. They hang out there. They bide their time while Trump was president. Then when the next Democrat comes in, they just, it's like a revolving door. 
Right. They they land. And that's why the that's why the institutions are all populated with the same people of the same mindset and then they get into government. So it's just this rotation that they do. I went over this a couple of days ago, right, with uh, John Edwards, Bev Perdue. They were just the North Carolina examples of what happens for Democrats. You run for a race, you lose. And then they put you into a, you know, a center or something at uh, at a college campus. They give you a six figure salary. You get to network, hobnob, build your portfolio while you wait to run for something else. And then they pop, they bring you in, they populate their administration with these people. And that's, by the way, this is one of the things um, that hamstrung Donald Trump was that he did not have, like, it, it, um, who was saying that? I think it was, uh, it may have been DeSantis. I don't remember. It may have been Ron DeSantis I saw in an interview. But he was talking about the number of people that you need when you get into office, that you have to now fill these positions, you need somewhere like between 1,000 and 2,000 people that you bring in. And that's one of the problems I think Donald Trump had is that he, because he was a an outsider, he didn't know all those people. He didn't have, you know, people that had, you know, served in the, you know, the trenches with him on policy fights at any other level because he was never an elected official before. And so you're trying to uh, you're trying to build this team, and I, I I still to this day believe that he was surprised he won. I watched the election night, the video of him, and he he did not he did not seem like somebody who <laughs> expected to win or was even particularly enthusiastic about it at first. So like I I still believe that 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 win surprised him. And I think that maybe they didn't have a lot of people lined up. And remember, they also were being told, don't go to work for Donald Trump. Don't work in his administration. If you work in his administration, you'll be blacklisted. So you had a lot of people that were saying that against him, too. Um, but it makes it difficult to, uh, to hit the ground running and to actually start doing stuff and to govern effectively. Texas Governor Greg Abbott, he did sign a new law. Yesterday, which gives law enforcement to officers in the state the power to arrest anyone suspected of entering the country illegally. The measure comes as photos showed thousands of migrants in Customs and Border Protection custody at Eagle Pass, Texas, after illegally making their way into the country Sunday night and Monday morning. Texas also halted two train crossings from Mexico at El Paso and Eagle Pass as of 8 a.m. These were routes where thousands of migrants have been hitching rides through northern Mexico and running uh, and riding the, the rails to the border. Under this new law, if you are caught illegally entering the country into Texas, that is now a state crime, although I think it takes effect in March. Russ says Biden is the principal Skinner meme. Even when he was lucid, his whole career has been lying about how smart or great he is while screwing up everything he touches and then blaming people for not celebrating him. (laughs) He is. That's the uh, Principal Skinner meme where it's like two pictures. And it comes from an actual episode of The Simpsons cartoon. And the principal standing is like, he says something to the effect of, um, is 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 it possible that it's my fault? Is it possible that, that I'm wrong here? And then the next panel shows him saying, no, it's definitely everybody else. Right. <laughs> so um, 
Good Wahoo says, we are totally in the third term of Obama. I have been saying this since Biden was selected to be the court jester for the Obama regime and his handlers and their minions. Everything is on Obama and his handlers and minions. Everything. Biden goes along because he knows he is compromised both ethically and mentally. Do as we say or the DOJ protection goes away. I mean, that's that's just assuming that he's not on board with the idea. But I don't know. Maybe he gets a little... Uh, combative, resistant, you know. No, I want to make my own decisions, you know. Um, all right, Andy, I will read your message in a minute. It's very lengthy. Um, Melissa says, people looking for some extra money uh, in the coming year, you could sign up to be an election poll worker. Uh, no skills required, two-hour training class, and then you get $165 a day in South Carolina. Um uh, not sure about NC, maybe more. There you go. Uh, uh, look, I, I've been saying this for years, right? It, we need people to volunteer. If good, competent people don't step up to help, then you end up being governed by incompetent, bad people. So, right, this is what it takes. This is It's a man-made construct, this democracy, this uh, republic. And so it needs, it, it needs people to donate their time and talents and treasure and you know, to keep repairing it and keeping it, you know, running smoothly and such. Um, SB4 is this Texas law, right? It's set to go into effect March, uh, in March, and is expected to face legal challenges before then, as immigration enforcement is a federal responsibility. The problem, this is, by the way, a piece at uh, the New York Post by Alex Oliveira. The problem has been so prevalent uh, that the uh, the leading train service, Ferromax, suspended operations on some of their lines back in September because there are so many people getting on these trains. Earlier in December this month, Customs and Border Patrol closed down four major road ports of entry across the southern border from California through Arizona and into Texas also at Eagle Pass, citing similar reasons, right? It, it, it's so bad. They're closing, quote, ports of entry. Why? Are you saying that closing an area prevents people from coming across it? Really? Oh, that's... I wonder if we could take that lesson and maybe apply it. Like for the rest of the border, maybe. I did get an email from Junior on this who says, uh, before I make my argument, I want to give you my background. I'm a retired federal law enforcement officer as well as a retired state law enforcement officer. Both careers involved law enforcement encounters with those who had entered the country illegally. I have seen the border security enforcement efforts firsthand due to the agency where I worked. Uh, It assigned me to a border detail to apprehend persons entering the U.S. illegally. I also want to say that I'm an equal political party hater. I give slight favor to the GOP as they are the best of the worst for my family values. After working under Republican and Democrat administrations, I can tell you neither party has made much of a dent in the illegal immigration arena. Their catch and release programs are a joke. Neither party will listen to the boots on the ground as to how to slow the flow of illegals into the country. The border wall only serves as a visual deterrent and only stops those that are not determined to enter the USA. 
until lawmakers and citizens of this country get serious about cutting off the financial benefits of entering this country illegally. It's only going to get worse, and we're only going to throw tax money into the wind. Starting in early 2000, when I worked my first border detail, all field officers I worked with agreed that the catch-and-release program does not work. Um, He suggests taxing and restricting the flow of money from the U.S. to Mexico. Um, Well, this is what Ron DeSantis said, tax the remittances, right? Like, make it punitive. You're going to take money from the country and you're going to send it to Mexico, which, by the way, that's why Mexico keeps, and other countries, it's not just Mexico, but that's why they keep the, the, the pipeline flowing is because it is such a moneymaker for them. It's a release valve also where, you know, any kind of domestic political turmoil, people get, you know, pent up anger, whatever, they, they just ship them up north. It's a release valve. You just get them out. Other countries, too. This is not just Mexico. It's, it's all, you know, Central South American countries. Um Tax the remittances, more restrictions on insurance companies when issuing policies for non-U.S. citizens. Uh, he said, I can't tell you the number of times I encountered drivers of vehicles in accidents where 15 to 20 people were registered to drive one vehicle. Right. This is the thing. We are ignoring the laws on purpose. And everybody knows it. And that's why the that's why the supply keeps increasing. Because we allow it to occur. It's like the uh, the lack of enforcement of Marijuana laws, right? They're on the books, but nobody cares. It's it, it, That's why I say, if you don't want the law to be enforced, then take the law off the books. Got a message from Ann. Where did you find the information about illegals flying into Charlotte last night? Uh, it was on Twitter. You could follow me on Twitter, or X, if you will, um, at Pete Callender. There was uh, somebody at the airport took a bunch of pictures they were at, uh, what is SAT, San Antonio, I think. Um, they were at the airport. They took a bunch of pictures of people that were waiting um, to fly to Charlotte with the tickets and stuff. And I just saw there was a, uh, I just saw another one. They were flying into another group because it's how they're, they're, it's human trafficking. That's what's happening, right? They're, we're, we're moving people all around the country. This is no different than the flights or the bus rides to Martha's Vineyards, right? This is, this is what's happening. And they just do little groups and you got all these, I've got, by the way, I, I will get to it. I've got. Do, 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 do. The, uh, the, the funding, where's all this, where is the, where, where's the money coming from to do all of this? You've, well, it's the same sources as the, Palestinian protests, right? Same sources with the get out the vote operations, right? These are the same groups, Arabella, Tides, right? We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Let me go over here to get Jimmy on. Hello, Jimmy. Welcome to the program. Hey there, Pete. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, uh, pretty good. Um, <clears throat> I guess I got to figure out how to phrase this comment, but, uh, you know, after Hillary lost and then they... Put, Put Joe, I kind of wonder why they didn't never try to put uh, Michelle Obama in the deal, and and maybe still still put her in the mix. And the only thing I can think of is the inflation is so high and it ain't stopping, and I, and the immigration ain't stopping. And when they will put her in, 
you know, initially, you know, the media, mainstream media would love her and all the Hollywood folk would just fawn. And after a while, when inflation and eggs and everything at the grocery store, you had to take out a mortgage, the love affair would end pretty quickly, and they just want the Obamas just, like, gone. Mm -hmm. So, right, so I don't know if they, I, I don't know if they were that prescient, right, to know uh, what the economy would look like and all of that. Um, because, you know, th you could chalk it up to evil or incompetence, right? And, like, there are, have been a lot of people on the left that have been saying with this uh, modern monetary theory that debt doesn't matter, deficits don't matter. Mm -hmm. this, is been, this was their argument. And now it turns out they were wrong, which they, we, were, we told them they were wrong, but they really wanted to be right. And so we, they, we, we have what we have. Um, now, so I don't know if they were able to see the future like that. But to your point, I think it is solid, which is that there's no there's very little downside for them by not being the figurehead themselves. There's little downside. Right. They can they can uh, they can fundamentally transform. They can do all of the work. They can buy their new homes. Right. They can do all of that stuff. Um, but they don't get they don't get uh, tagged with all of the downside that Joe Biden is getting tagged with right now. Which is, by the way, like this is one of the things that Donald Trump could have done too. Donald Trump could, and he still could. He could be the he could play the role of kingmaker in the Republican Party. He could do that. He could have he could have started to do that immediately after twenty twenty. Um, that's what Obama's doing. So I don't know, uh, Jimmy. I appreciate the call, man. I think though that uh, Michelle Obama didn't want anything to do with it. That's what I remember reading uh, at the time. She didn't want anything to do with it. Um. Like, she didn't want to be president. And I know, like, her name gets floated around. It's usually more of, like, a, I think it's, like, a fear. Because, yeah, like, she was very popular, is still very popular. But the more she spoke in public and the more we heard her say things like she's never been proud of her country, like, stuff like that, and you start, yeah, some of that, some of that luster dims, you know? Um... All right, let me get to this story. This is from uh, AP Dillon at uh, the North State Journal. They try uh, AP Dillon and uh, I guess some somebody else from North State Journal, nsjonline.com. Uh, they were denied access to a facility in Greensboro that, according to a five-year contract, is supposed to be housing unaccompanied migrant minor, uh, minor children. The facility is the sprawling former campus of the American Hebrew Academy, or the AHA, or as I call it, AHA. And it is located in Greensboro. The campus is situated next to a residential neighborhood on one side, bordered by a pond and commercial area on the other side. North State Journal approached the AHA campus on Thursday, December 14th, and encountered guards wearing a combination of military fatigues and safety vests. Okay, well, all right, sorry, didn't... All right, it doesn't say camo or not, because that would just military fatigues. So I don't know if they were camouflaged, because that would be kind of silly to wear camo and then put a safety vest on top of the camo. Right? So, what, I'm, like, I'm not supposed to see, like, your bottom half or something, but I'm totally supposed to see this torso floating towards me or something? Anyway, um, after identifying as members of the media and asked to gain entry or speak to somebody in charge... North State Journal's reporting team was told by two separate guards that they would give us no information, and one said, quote, we don't allow media on site 
or for you to talk to anyone. Adding to questions about why AHA is turning away media access to the site is that the campus is empty. According to a December 8th fact sheet that was issued by the Administration for Children and Families in the Office of Refugee Resettlement, HHS has secured a facility in Greensboro, North Carolina, as the site of the future Greensboro ICF. When opened, the ICF will provide shelter for boys and girls 13 to 17 years old and has a capacity of up to 800 beds. There are currently no children in care at the site and no current activation date. Opening the facility will depend on a variety of factors, including capacity requirements and referral rates, among other considerations. Current facilities on campus will be utilized for education, housing, mental health, medical, and case management needs. There's a five-year contract for this. It totals just under $50 million, and it has a start date of June 2022. So over a year and a half ago. The contract runs through July 8th, 27. 2027. Why isn't there anything in there right now? What's up with this? It's a $50 million contract and nobody is there. This, it's odd. All right. Do the current world events have you wondering whether we are teetering on the edge of catastrophe? Are you concerned it's going to reach our shores? Okay. So what are you doing about your concerns? Let me help. Carolina Readiness Supply. At CarolinaReadiness.com, whether you're looking to expand your emergency preparedness supplies or you have no idea where to even begin, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. Food, water purifiers, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies even. Because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you'll need for any kind of emergency. In Waynesville and always at CarolinaReadiness.com, veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? North State Journal reports it has 800 beds and it's supposed to have hired 800 workers. So 800 workers for 800 kids? That's a better staffing level uh, proportion than government schools get. The Greensboro AHA site is one of some 300 facilities spanning 27 states that are housing illegal, unaccompanied minor children while sponsors to host them are located. The story goes on to say the contract was the subject of a House Commerce hearing back in May of 2021 when then-Secretary Xavier Becerra denied that the Biden administration was looking at leasing properties in the state to house illegal migrant children when he was asked about reports of such a plan by North Carolina Congressman Richard Hudson. Becerra said, quote, there's no plan that we have to shelter children in North Carolina. Hudson had entered into the record a story from the Washington Examiner that said HHS was looking at the AHA to house minors. Greensboro officials later confirmed the lease of the Greensboro facility by Health and Human Services. The press release also said Guilford County and city leaders were contacted by Health and Human Services, which threw into question whether or not Xavier Becerra lied to Congress. 
Becerra has been uh, back in the hot seat over the past several months over the topic of illegal migrant children that are supposed to be tracked by his agency. During a July hearing, he was grilled over claims that children released to sponsors were subject to forced labor or were being trafficked. And what does that mean? Raped. The agency has lost contact with more than 85,000 children. This is human trafficking. Our government is participating in it. The program referrals have generally increased since 2016. It did drop during the pandemic, but the levels then rebounded. In fact, they skyrocketed. So this is the number of kids that come through and then get referred because they don't have a, a, a guardian or a parent with them. In 2016, there were 59,000. Next year, 41,000. Next year, 49,000. Next year, 69,000. In the pandemic year, it dropped all the way to 15,000. But then, 123,000, 129,000. These are massive numbers. As of... um, Data posted, or, uh, yeah, as of October 31st, there were 1.9 million migrant minors under Health and Human Services care. Only about 65,000 were discharged from that care during the same period. The government is running basically what? Orphanages, Right? I, I, I don't know what else what else you could call these things. I don't know if they're putting kids in cages like Donald Trump did, though. I mean, that's the important thing. Remember. Of course they are. They're still doing it. Yes, they are. It's just different when Democrats do it. We all know that. The federal HHS Office of Refugee Resettlement uh, announced that Greensboro Piedmont Academy, formerly known as the American Hebrew Academy, or the AHA, is not yet operational, despite their previous plans to begin housing unaccompanied minors back in August. Last week's update came amid a congressional investigation into the contracts. Right, Hudson is looking into it. I believe Tillis is looking into it. Dan Bishop's looking into it. Um, the facility was leased by the Department of Health and Human Services to serve as the future location of an influx care facility they call the ICF. Some companies listed on the federal contract to run the facility are linked to a guy named Andrew Lorenzen Strait, a former ICE employee. He is under investigation by the Congressional Committee on Homeland Security. $50 million contract. Okay. The companies include Family Endeavors as well as Cherokee Nation businesses, both of which have ties to Lorenzen Strait, who, in addition to being a former ICE employee, also served on the Biden-Harris transition team. He was previously employed by Endeavors because uh, before he resigned and started a different group called the Verdon Point and Tanager Group or something. Those are his partners. While Endeavors is not directly involved in the Greensboro Project, they did receive more than $600 million in federal funding for one of these ICFs, one of these influx facilities in Texas. Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, they did a sting on this guy. And on the video, he, is, he says, Cherokee Nation 
is not this benevolent humanitarian actor. They make most of their money with alcohol and gambling. I helped them move into the migration or refugee space this year. The person I represented did not have the acumen or ability to win in a competitive right. It was awarded because of patronage. That's what he got caught saying to an undercover journalist with James O'Keefe's operation, which I now believe is called OMG, O'Keefe Media Group. Oh, also, this location in Greensboro, it was previously tied to a publicly traded Chinese company called Puxin, the third largest education and after-school programming company in China. Because, of course, China had to be involved somehow, right? I mean, it wouldn't be a Biden project if it didn't involve China. 